never say die! Hello everybody and welcome to episode 228 of 40 Going On 14 and I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh and this week we're going to be talking about all the foods you'd fill up on at family parties and you'd get really tired and have to sit down in a nice comfortable chair, you know, like a bean bag. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I did not see that coming. <laughs> is oh, he? Oh, you're an ass hat. Is he not Sneak talking attack. now? <laughs> did he leave? <laughs> he may have left. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just refusing to acknowledge anything. <laughs> uh, oh, Josh. That's fantastic. Uh, I, I've been planning that for days. I'm like, okay, so long as nobody calls him Beanbag before we start recording, this should be a crit. Nice. Roll the 20. I agree. He wins. Damn it. <laughs> Speaking of which, Pat, did you listen to last last week's show? I did. <laughs> yeah, You're all you. very funny. Yeah, we are. Beat all of you. Beanbag. Even you, Joel. Beanbag. What? What did I do? Uh, you'll do something. I'm sure. Well, if you like doing stuff, you might like <laughs> listening to the shows on the Podcast Collective, including On the Block, Joel's own The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy, Tales from the Hard Side, and of course the Rad Dad Radio Hour. Rad Dad. <laughs> oh, we took all the wind out of his sails. That was twice the beanbag. All right, yeah, if you're looking to listen to us on the weekend also, 12 noon on Saturdays, Geek Life Radio. You can hear our most recent show. Also, our stuff's on iTunes, Blueberry Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, and other podcasting directories. If you'd like to give us a call, 708-NOW-RAP, 708-669-9727. All right. Listener feedback, kind of kind of sparse this week. Kind of sparse. I mean, I think most of us in Illinois have just been buried under snow. Yeah. Recovering from the flu, being buried under snow, and things like that. So, But it's starting to melt. It is. And turn into fog. Yes. This morning yes. was like Silent Hill. I, I'd yeah. like to refute that, but I don't know enough about snow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not supposed to work that way, but it did. It did. I drove back from Indianapolis yesterday at like 8 o'clock at night, and there was a visibility of 10 feet. It, up or down? Up. Is it down or butt, What? Why, why would it be down? I don't even understand where you're going with this. I didn't. I don't either. <laughs> Josh, I think it's about that time. Josh's joke killed the show. I blame someone else for that. That was not me. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is that kind of radio that people look forward to, so I suppose it's about that time. <laughs> it is about that time. This week in music, movies, and TV. All right, so the date that we have is July 29th, 1964. The first chicken wings are made at the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York, which begs the question, what did they do with them before this? Well, those are going to be the first buffalo wings. Okay. Hence now, do, you want, do, you want to, yeah. do you want to hear the entire story? I mean, are you that 
interested in it, honestly, because I sadly know it. Do it. Do it. The, I the, do. Yeah, we're, the show's about a f- party food. Wings are well, party food. Well, um, normally chicken wings were just used for stock, and uh, and they got they had ordered different types of chicken, but they, instead they got a box of wings, and they for some one reason or another couldn't send them back. And the owner's son came in with some of his friends late one night and wanted a snack on the house, and you know the the owner's wife they co-owned it or whatever went in the kitchen. She's like, well, I got these wings I can use, and she just kind of threw a sauce together, make with butter and red hot sauce, and just cooked them up, fried them, tossed them in the sauce, and gave it to them, and they were a hit. And she had the other things she had left were uh, were blue cheese dressing and celery, so she just kind of threw it all on a plate, and they were all like, this is pretty good. Nice. And it kind of took off from there. Look where we are now. Yeah. It's like a thing. Wings of the buffalo. There are restaurants devoted just to it now. Yeah, last year I had, uh, no, it was two years ago now, I had Buffalo Wings in Buffalo, New York. Nice. Uh, yeah, they're they pretty good. Were you riding a buffalo? <laughs> no. So you'd be flying a buffalo because they have wings. That is Red Bull? Well, you know what they say. No, they don't. Buffalo, 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 no. buffalo, 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 buffalo. So, uh, music. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ragdoll by the Four Seasons is the number one song in the land. Ooh, and then that was remade by Aerosmith. <laughs> Dude, I love the Four Seasons. I do too. <laughs> that winter. I mean, anytime oh. Frankie Valley tells you to talk like a man, you got to get behind that. Any, any guy with the bravado to do that? Yep. And <laughs> while singing falsetto, <laughs> it'd be like Joe Pesci telling you, "What you need is height." <laughs> You need to get taller. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So on July 25th, the Beatles album, A Hard Day's Night, went to number one, where it stayed number one for 14 weeks. Wow. Yeah, that opening chord uh, in A Hard Day's Night, I think they only just figured out what it was like two, three years ago. I had always thought that was like a like a myth, that they couldn't figure out what that chord was. I heard an interview on, uh, I forget whether it was NPR, or one of those kinds of public radio where they went through how many different chords are uh, laid over one another to play that. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy pants. Hmm. It's a great album, though. Yes. What else is on that one? The Beatles are pretty good. With the brown note. <laughs> what? <clears throat> what? Yeah, the Beatles are right. Oh, oh man, I am get, definitely getting old. Where I think something from ten years ago was just a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was worked out in two thousand eight. Oh wow, <laughs> ten years ago. Yeah, I do that all the time. Oh, the other day. You mean six months ago? Whatever. <laughs> so it was out last week. That was March. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to eat anything out of your fridge. Usually I do that with like a celebrity who died. It's like, yeah, didn't they just die? Uh, yeah, in 2006. Oh. Oh, now I'm sad all over again. Absorbed. Rex Robert Brown was born in Graham, Texas on July 27th. Raised by his mother and sister, he was first introduced to music through his grandmother, who taught him to play the piano and turned him on to ragtime music and Scott Joplin. Brown was a member of the Boy Scouts of America and achieved the rank of Eagle Scout, but he is best known as having been the longtime basis for the Grammy-nominated, platinum-selling, heavy metal band, Pantera. Who doesn't love Pantera? So yes, the bassist from Pantera got his start playing ragtime music. Interesting. Nice. 
I don't I don't think I appreciated Pantera back in the day. Not not like all the other metalheads did, but as I've gotten older I I've come to appreciate them more. My whole thing about Pantera is I love Pantera until the, the lead singer kicks in. I love the music of Pantera. I don't like the lead singer. What's wrong with Philip Anselmo? You bite like your him. tongue, sir. I don't like him. I mean he's no you know he's he's no Eagles or anything, but he's good. I just don't like his voice. I don't I don't like his no, delivery, his voice is anything. You don't I love, the, I love the, the instrumental. Style. We're going to let that go, that Pat thinks the lead singer of the Eagles is called Eagles. <laughs> yeah. <we're... laughs> Sometimes first, it's best, just best, I best to let the old man like, rant. <laughs> what? <clears throat> what? The first time I heard Pantera, they were on a uh, radio show doing an acoustic set, believe it or not. And um, the drummer was playing, he called it the Formica drums. He was playing drums on the like the desktop of the the uh, studio, and I immediately went out and bought pe- uh, Cowboys from Hell and the rest <laughs> of the history. Immediately went out and bought a desk. <laughs> <laughs> I can play a desk, too. Look at me go. <laughs> That's some good fluting, boy. <laughs> Adam Duritz, lead singer of Counting Crows, was born on August 1st. One of my favorite singers. Yeah, we were just talking about Adam on the Facebook. The Facebook. Ah, yes. It was... That was uh, Monday? Tuesday. Anyway, Jim Reeves, American country singer, was killed on July 31st at 40 years of age when the small plane he was piloting encountered a violent thunderstorm. Reeves and his friend and manager, Dean Manuel, were returning to Nashville from Batesville, Arkansas. The search lasted two days before the plane wreckage was finally found. Neither man survived. Yikes. Wow. I'm glad Joel found that so humorous. I know. Well, it was funny because it, it wasn't like any, like, there was no foreplay. It was just like, he's dead. Every now and then, I like to switch the twee up. A little quickie. There. How's, how's that again, Joel? There was no foreplay. It was just like, Yeah, that's what I thought that was. That's why he's single, <laughs> ladies, that's why he's single, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. No foreplay. Because he thinks that's what sex is. <laughs> I am a, single, ladies. He's available, ladies. All right there. <laughs> you put a ring on it. With Joel. If you're looking for some, there it is. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> there it is. Hey, didn't the eagle do that? <laughs> Look with at Philip those low rates. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, moving on to movies. The top movie in the land was Good Neighbor Sam. I have no idea what that is. Huh. Me either. I even looked it up, but I still had no idea. Jack Lemmon's in it. Huh. Oh. I like Jack Lemmon. Me too. Good What's name. not to like? He's a national treasure. To help his divorced neighbor claim a substantial inheritance, a family man poses as her husband. The ruse spills over onto his career in advertising, and his recent promotion relies on his wholesome and moral appearance. Why did everybody in the movies work in advertising back in the 60s? Every movie, like, he works in advertising. Oh, Jack Lemmon and Romy Schneider. Hmm. Ooh, Romy Schneider. Mm. And Rob's mother? Uh... No, maybe July 26th, (laughs) July 26th saw the birth of Sandra Bullock, Hollywood star films such as speed, gravity, Miss Congeniality, the blind side and the acronym of the week, MC2 AAF. Of course, that's Mama Cast 2. Asses are fat. (laughs) (laughs) Ham sandwich. Very nice. What was the subtitle of Mama Cast 1? Sandwiches down? Um, I don't know. 
please no more turkey. No, that's actually uh, miscongeniality to armed and fabulous. That was close. I tell you, I have a mama cast Pez dispenser. Oh, no. We can't get the candy out. Yeah, you know, it's all stuck. stuck. Yeah. I got, a, I got a Karen Carpenter one, too. Tilt the head <laughs> back and it all shoots out. Mama Cass Ham. Choke it down. I got a Jane right. Mansfield one, but I lost the head. Oh. <laughs> William A. Sider was a film director at Universal Studios in the mid-1920s. Uh-oh. <laughs> Principal director of the popular Reginald Denny vehicles. Some of Sider's other films included Going Wild, Kiss Me Again, Hot Saturday, Room Service, Susanna of the Mounties, and One Touch of Venus. Wait, we'll jump back. What? <laughs> <laughs> Those all sound like soft porn titles. <laughs> Susanna no of the Mounties. Oh, it's Shirley Temple. We probably shouldn't go down that road. Among the many stars directed by Cider were Shirley Temple, Fred Astaire, <laughs> Ginger Rogers, Henry Fonda, Barbara Stanwyck, Jack Haley, John Wayne, and Fred McMurray, and Lucille Ball, Rita Hayworth, and the Marx Brothers. Yes. He also directed Laurel and Hardy and Sons of the Desert, generally regarded as one of their best feature films. He died of a heart attack on July 26th in Beverly Hills. It wasn't a sexy death, Joel. Don't do that. Yeah, I was going to say, don't sex yeah. up his death. Vivica A. Fox, American actress, was born on July 30th. She starred in soap operas and progressed to feature films and uh, television shows such as Independence Day, Kill Bill, Soul Food, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Empire, among others. Vivica A. Fox used to be very gorgeous, and then she over-surgeried herself. Over-surgeried? Yeah, she did one of the Meg, uh, Meg Ryan things and got way too much plastic surgery. Oh. Her face doesn't look human anymore and her breasts are just out of control <laughs> you see this like news report <laughs> like Godzilla stuff <laughs> like Fox's breasts have taken over Hollywood someone make a giant brawl see him getting handcuffed outside of a club across the hood of a car it wasn't me Vivica A. Fox's breasts are hanging out with Amanda Bynes. <laughs> we may have a feature film here. This got weird. <laughs> if only William A. Sider wasn't dead. <laughs> All right, so TV, the top shows in the land are Bonanza, Bewitched, Gomer Pyle, USMC, and The Andy Griffith Show. Golly! That's a whole bunch of wholesome right there. Maybe a little bit lit less with the Bewitched. I don't even know. <laughs> no, wholesome is exactly what I was thinking when you were listing those. Yeah. yeah. This is like family-friendly entertainment right here. So Bewitched or I Dream of Genie? Oh, I Dream of Genie. Absolutely. I Dream or of Genie. Mm, good. We're all in this. Wait, you didn't answer, Joel. Is it like there's even he's, an like, he's like, small wonder. <laughs> Wait, what was the question? <laughs> so moving on. on August... Mr. Genie. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'm going to go with Bewitched, actually. What? God damn it. Why do you always have to be wrong? What's wrong with Bewitched? There's no Barbara Eden. That's what's wrong with Bewitched. Mm-hmm. No, but you have... Two other things wrong with it. No Smokey, no Bandit. <laughs> Bewitched with Smokey and the Bandit. There's a, there's a mix we're all looking for. <laughs> 
think we seem to underestimate Elizabeth Montgomery, though. I think you seem to forget Barbara Eden. Oh, no, I remember Barbara Eden. I mean, they're both equally attractive, but... No. no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about equally. Oh, wait. I mean, about that. Don't get me wrong. You know, I mean, Elizabeth Montgomery is, is a gorgeous woman, but Barbara Eden... Is Barbara Eden. Like, fantasy woman. Like, oh. All right. Now, just to start another fight, Joel, Marianne or Ginger? Marianne. Hmm. I'll have to you go know, with... I, I have to go with Marianne simply because it's in black and white. If it was in color... And you can see that Ginger was redheaded. I would probably go with Ginger. <laughs> I'm telling you, Marianne's a freak. I'm Ma- Marianne is yeah. <laughs> 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 well put, Joel. Uh, so moving on. On August first, the final Looney Tunes cartoon, Cinderella and the Glass Haraka, was released. The Warner Brothers cartoon division would subsequently be shut down by Jack L. Warner, who sucks. Jack L. Warner. I have so many good memories Saturday mornings just watching Warner Brothers Looney Tunes all freaking morning. Yep. Bugs Bunny is <clears throat> still my favorite cartoon. Bugs Bunny, hmm. Pepe Le Pew, uh, Roadrunner. I mean, Roadrunner is one of my favorites. Do you guys remember that t shirt I had in college with all the Bugs Bunnies on it? The one with the, that it had the sleeves? Yeah. Vaguely. No. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Pat never wore sleeves. Because he had guns. Yeah. So uh, Lori Loughlin, American actress from Full House and Summerland, was born in Queens, New York on July 28th. She's a hottie, too. She's a cutie. I would say more than a hottie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. Uh, Sports. There was very little that went on this week in sports. Uh, Born July 24th, Barry Bonds grew to be one of the most dominant and talented pro baseball players in MLB history. He holds the record for most home runs in a single season, 73, and most home runs in a career, 762, among many other records, as well as being a seven-time MVP. And I'm sure you guys even are familiar with the name Barry Bonds, right? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was on The Simpsons. Yep. And that's it for sports in a very, very... Slow sports week, apparently. <laughs> All right, so take us out, keyboard Joel. No, 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 no. Oh, that means Yikes. something totally different now. <laughs> He's going to have to take us out with slow curly from now on, maybe. <laughs> Party food. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of overlap with this topic because we've talked about appetizers, we've talked about snacks, and I kind of think that whatever the party's for, whether it's a holiday party, and we've done holidays too, or maybe it's just your family getting together after an event, a bar mitzvah or a confirmation, a funeral. Like when people get together, there are certain foodstuffs that are always at these common gatherings. Right. So the first question I have in this is what constitutes a party food? I mean, I I thought about it and I was like, okay, turkey, while it is a food that has a presence at parties, I would not def- I would not consider that a party food. No, that's not a party food. So what would be if you think party food, what's the first thing that pops in your head? Well, usually it's something you can eat in one bite. Or or two bites. It's something you know, you don't have to hold on to for too long. You don't want to have food in your hand during a party. Yeah, so. Something small. 
Okay. See, I, and I think of something that you could put in sections on a plate. Like for me, definitely the one bite stuff, like a deviled egg, that's a party food, but so is uh, potato salad. So is macaroni salad. See, I'm with Josh on this one. It's like, there are certain foods that are not one bite foods, but you only see them at parties and family parties. Like the, like my, for the then, uh, one of the foods that I have, my grandmother used to make the German potato salad with the vinegar and it was warm. It was a hot potato salad. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, I, and that was something I remember being, you know, that would was a party food because it's not something that she would make for, you know, oh, we just stop by on Sunday night to have dinner. It was something that she would make a huge casserole dish of for family parties. Something shareable. Right, right. Definitely shareable. I think shareable is going to be your watchword, and it's why certain foods are bad foods for parties. Okay. Because they make a mess, uh, and they're not very easily shareable. So what's a bad party food, then? Ribs. Yeah, ribs is bad party food. Steak. Crawfish. Crawfish? Uh, That's not true. Crawfish is a great party food. That's a good party food. (laughs) But they're messy, but now, it see, matter. Now, we so. do we do ribs at some of our parties, but they're they're cut down to single riblets, I guess. So you can like grab a, them by the bone and just, you know, eat that eat that rib. So like a rib tip or just single, like cut into single pieces. Yeah, rib. instead of having like a slab of ribs, you've got individual, you know, the, they cut, we've cut the ribs individually. So you get a, a bone with the meat on it so you can eat a that. full head-on red snapper is a bad party. That, I would agree with you. I think in general, if you're not talking like little well-cooked sea f- seafood, most seafood's just going to be bad. Like crawfish could be fine. Shrimp could be okay, depending on how it's prepared. Oh, shrimp. like a, like a boiled like a shrimp, shrimp cocktail. Shrimp cocktail, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Shrimp cocktail, that's definitely party food. Yeah, that could be fine. Or like popcorn shrimp, like if you got a big thing of fried food. Oh, shrimp yeah. Shrimp scampi, probably not. Right. Shrimp no. scampi. <laughs> <laughs> well, and fish is is so specific, you know, that uh, uh, people's tastes on it that it's not as easy as fried foods or um, just a giant like monkfish right in the middle of your party. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking monkfish! <laughs> I don't know if I want to eat that. <laughs> Why does it look me. so sad? It seems to be, you know, so one of those where you move around and no matter where you go, it's looking at you. <laughs> so what about then, like deli meats with cheese and bread, though? That's a party food or could be right. Yeah, I think so. I, yeah. Definitely yeah, the, like the whole, you get back to the shareable and I think room, uh, able to be good at room temperature is going to be another, uh, key thing unless it's served in like a tin with a sterno under it or a hot pot or on a bed of ice. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, that I mean, I agree with you with that. There's, there are some foods that while they're tasty, I think there is a longevity that needs to be in there for to be a party food. Yeah, I think the room temperature thing is is an important key to this because not everybody's going to have a sterno set up or a bucket of ice, you know, or whatever to put it in. Yeah, but like if something needs a crock pot, it doesn't necessarily make it an automatic bad party food because like I don't remember the last time I ate a sloppy Joe that wasn't at a party. Oh, little Smokies, man. Yeah, that's another food. <laughs> yeah, down here in Texas, it's it's unheard of to have a party without queso. So there's usually a crock pot with queso in it going at every party. For mm-hmm. sure. So and I want queso. So for the then, did your family have a go-to dish that they brought to parties? My mother had balls. 
And we're here. I t- picked the wrong time to take a drink. <laughs> yeah, she she made it. She made cheese balls for every occasion. Like she w- was famous for her for her balls with the roll. The balls rolled in uh, chopped walnuts and stuff. Yep, yep. Those are good, man. Like yep. the pub cheese. She, she made it. She made she made great balls. My mom had balls. my mom had pink stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I see where this is going. It was well. It was it was a dessert. It's gonna be Josh's turn. He's like, my mom had tits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go with this, you know, vagina. There you go. Um, no, she had she made a, a dessert with um, whipped cream, chopped walnuts, cherries, and pineapple, and she'd mix that all together and make that. We just called it pink stuff. Hmm. Yeah. So that was she'd bring a big old bowl of that. Or the standard veggie tray. Yeah, see, my mom always liked oh, to bring... Call it a crudite to make yourself sound fa- fancy. Ew, fancy. She used to always bring the the tray with, like, the crackers and summer sausage. Or she'd do roll-ups with, like, ham and... Um, cream cheese. Like, green onions and cream cheese. Yep. Or, that's, what I, that's one of the things I made today for my dinner, was ham roll-up. Yeah, it's so simple, but it it's it's oddly satisfying. It really is. They're, they're so good. Yeah, it's such a basic recipe, but it's so good. Well, uh, sometimes she'd do uh, those in tortillas too, like flour tortillas. Yeah, our go-to snack here sometimes is a variant on that, where you just got cream cheese and salami rolled up. Yep. Ooh, it's good stuff, Maynard. So, Josh, did your mom bring tits? Is that true? <laughs> Usually, <laughs> when it came to party foods, because we'd be going to both my mom's side and my dad's side. We wouldn't necessarily bring something, but that changed after I encountered a dirt cake. Um, and I ended up making dirt cake to bring to parties frequently. I don't know if you guys have ever had it. Is it the yeah, one you, with talk, the, you talked about it on one of the shows before? I remember. Yeah, that. I think, yeah. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, with, it's like uh, with the crushed gummy Oreos and, and gummy worms. Yeah, yeah, crushed up Oreos and chocolate pudding. Did you serve them on little uh, little clay pots? <laughs> yep. Uh, I I didn't. It's just a casserole dish, but hey, it's still tasty, man. Oh yeah, hard to beat crushed up cookies and pudding. Mmm, pudding. So, you know when when you guys when you would have family parties, were they traditionally like buffet style, or did you guys have like a sit down dinner? Always. Well, if, if it was if it was just family, it would be a sit down dinner. But if it was like you know a bunch of different people, then yeah, uh, obviously it would just be a big table full of food with little tiny plates that everybody would it would depend on the reason we were together if it was like thanksgiving or christmas it'd be a sit-down dinner but if it was like just kind Super of a, right like a, a, a just a get together to get together then yeah everybody would bring a couple of items and we put a key them out party or something mm-hmm. <laughs> wow your family did things weird <laughs> i don't want to go home with tuts and tide not again he smells like cheese yeah, I think we pretty much, if there was more than just the four of us, it was going to be a buffet style. There would be the odd exceptions where there's something really big and like it was at a catered, like a restaurant or something. But if it wasn't at a restaurant, it was always going to be buffet style. We would do buffet style on one side and on the other side, we like one side of him and the other side of the family, we would do uh, always sit down. Really? So it was different depending on whose side it was. Yeah. My dad's side of the family was a little bit more formal. We would have sit-down dinners, and there would always be – there would be the the finger food, but it would get passed around versus my mom's side of the family, which was there was a huge 
table full of food. Everyone's on their own. Yeah, that's what I'm used to is there might be a couple of items like chicken tenders or sloppy joes or hot dogs or something. But most of it was just like trays that you fill up your plate with little portions of various whatever. Which, in my mind, always seemed to work better with, especially with kids, because you never know what they're going to want to eat. So everybody's got something they like. Yeah, which is how I, as a kid, I'd end up with a plate that was entirely pickles, potato salad, and deviled eggs. (laughs) That explains a lot. (laughs) What does that smell? That's Josh. Gosh. (laughs) Hey, did you have his mom's tits? Smells smells like pickled sulfur. What the fuck? (laughs) Um, I love that you guys are going there, and I'm the only one with a deceased mother. Yep. Hey, I was talking about the way you smell. Joel's the one going down the mom canal. Yeah, how how did you why did you bring that up, Joel? Rude. Nice, Joel. I'm Ready not go. going back. <laughs> so so in this situation, not, not this specific situation, but okay, party time back when you were a kid, what's your what was your go to? What's your at least uh you know, there may be shit uh, nothing I want, but what would be the thing that you're like, at least I can still have blank. I, I I wasn't really joking completely, although definitely the deviled eggs were like, if I could get my hands to the deviled eggs, there would be no more deviled eggs. Mm. But my my two things that I would destroy at any party were deviled eggs and shrimp. If you had either one, I was I was gonna destroy it. And if it was deviled eggs with shrimp in it. Oh, when, when I discovered later in life that I could make my own like inserts for deviled eggs, and I tried some shrimp and crab deviled eggs. <laughs> Change nice. my life. I, was I can. Say, world <laughs> see, I can make this myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to wait for a party. Yeah, if I was, tried to combine was... them, you'd have potato salad in the deviled eggs, which basically is just chunks of potato in the middle. <laughs> I wonder that if that would, would be any good. <clears throat> it would. I, it would. I, I have a feeling. See, and I've got a weird thing about. Potato I don't like salad, deviled eggs. I don't. Sorry, like, I'm, I'm. I'm stuck, Joel. I'm that's gonna... okay. <laughs> I don't like hard-boiled eggs. What? I don't, uh, I'm not a fan of he's eggs. He's wrong again. In general, but at every party, if there were deviled eggs, I'd always have at least one and uh, Little Smokies. Always, always Little Smokies. Oh, pigs in a blanket. They're, they're oh, dude, if those were a thing at many of my parties, I would have had them. I just made them tonight. That was part of my dish as well. You know, oh. the dish that... Oh, we, we haven't heard from Mike before I move on. For me, deviled eggs. Devil eggs, and strangely <laughs> enough, the the olive tray. There was oh. always for I don't know I don't know who brings it. I'm not entirely sure who brings us to the family events. It, it continues on to this point where there's always a tray that has those little sweet pickles, green little olives. Gherkins. Yeah, no, 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 not gherkins. They're they're. Uh, oh, I was adding on like. Oh yeah, yeah. Regular, yeah. Yeah, uh, green olives, sometimes with pimento, sometimes with blue cheese, sometimes occasionally Ooh. jalapeno, and mm, then blue cheese olives. Oh, yes, blue cheese olives. Yeah, and then the the black olives. But there's always that trace, so like the little pickles and the green olives. I would just and load up on that. There's always gonna be some kid that puts an olive on each one of his fingers. Oh yeah, that's the only way to eat them. But you know, <laughs> yeah, that, that kid is persist in the delusion <laughs> that olives are food. Ugh. Olives are olives delicious. are very much food. Delicious, delicious. Entire country that would disagree with you. They are to be made into oil. That is all. <laughs> um, but no, those are uh, that and the um, 
the deviled eggs because my grandmother would had this recipe where she would make them with like powdered mustard in oh, there. That's, so that's where my mom made them. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fantastic, just delicious. And then for the dessert side of things, the um, I would get they call them spider cookies, and it was like a it was a chocolate. And they would take chocolate chips and butterscotch chips, melt them together, and wrap and uh, dip uh, fried Asian noodles in in them. Oh yeah, I've had that before. Yeah, and that and <clears throat> and that that was my thing so much to the point when after my grandparents died, my uh, aunt put together the um, the recipe book of all of my grandmother's recipes, and everyone got a card one of the you, you got the original recipe for whatever recipe it was that was your number one thing and my aunt gave me the card for those cookies because it was like i'm like why this one she goes because every party you would like walk up just take the tray and walk off <laughs> just gorge yourself on these things yeah they are good man i didn't think about desserts even though i made the dirt cake that wasn't my go-to my go-to would be the no-bake eclair i don't know if i've ever had that do tell oh. Dude, yes. it is awesome. Oh, you basically got Cool Whip mixed with, uh, uh, like, cream cheese to and sugar to make sort of an eclair filling, but just set in between layers of graham crackers, and then set with a chocolate topping in uh, in the fridge. Huh? Never, never had that. Never heard of it. Yeah, I haven't either. Hmm. Yeah, sometimes the filling uses boxed vanilla pudding, but yeah, no, no bake eclair. So good. Hmm. Nice. Rice Krispie treats. Oh, well, now, did you have Rice Krispie treats with the chocolate on top or like the peanut butter mixed in? Sometimes, yeah. That's my favorite. Well, that's a, that's just one of my favorite party desserts. Just brownies or Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> brownie. <laughs> I get kicked out of the Boy Scouts for eating a brownie. Yep. I, don't, I love that joke. I don't get to tell it very often. There's, there's a reason for that. So what about the things you would avoid the most? I've already told you olives are not food. <laughs> <laughs> I keep moving ahead. Of, I've never been a fan of any kind of jello with any kind of anything. That's what it. I was just going to say, the jello molds with like carrots in it and stuff. Yeah. See, that kind of tapered off, though. I mean, like, I remember when I was little, there was always like the ant that would bring like, oh, it's a tuna jello surprise. That 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 should not be mixed together. I mean, there's no reason. The surprise is that you made it at all. Yeah, the surprise is I'm going to pee from my butt from eating it. <laughs> I've never been a big fan of uh, party punches. Oh, really? I usually, well, like I the, usually yeah. avoid anything in a big bowl. With the sherbet Dude, just, and all that? The, yeah, I was going to say, the basic party punch with the sherbet and the 7-Up. Yeah. I love it. Huh. It seems like it should be right in my alley because that's all sugar, but I just, I don't, I've never been, uh, it tastes too much like ginger ale, and I'm not a ginger ale guy. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I always liked those. We always had one ant that would bring a herring plate. <laughs> <laughs> and would you eat any of it? Or it was, well, the, you, see, you, the, you freaking Polish people. I know, right? Because it's... it's <laughs> okay, here's the thing. It's like we've got the herring plate. And from in my mind, herring is something that you choke down once a year at New Year's. You're supposed to eat herring at New Year's to guarantee wealth for the next year. Fine. And it never works. It never oh, works. It, uh, yeah. yeah I, so, but my, my mine is uh, black-eyed peas being Irish, and it never works. So I stopped. You're Irish? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding, Pat. <laughs> I but hide it, it well. <laughs> but yeah, we would. Uh, 
you know, New Year's Eve, I guess, which would be a, par- a party food. There was, we would yeah. always have the herring, you know, and my grandmother, but you got to eat the herring. Otherwise you'll have no money in the next year. And I'm like, no, I'm going to get a paycheck. They have to pay me. I work for them. <laughs> They're not going to be like, Hey, you didn't eat your herring. We got you this year. We don't have they, to pay they start you. Coming around every January 1st. Did you eat your herring? Ah, uh, we get free labor out of you this year. Yeah, I know. Right. But so that was that's what Damn it. the herring is. But I always had one aunt that would bring like the plate of herring, and it would be one side would be the vi- the herring with vinegar sauce, and the other side would be the herring with the cream sauce. Yes. And I, oh, but it's not. I mean, it's it's a. I just pa- threw up a little bit in my mouth. It's party oh, dude, food. It's so good. I just herring. I've I've tried herring a couple times, but I've. I have only tried like the jarred herring. I've never tried like a homemade herring. So well, and if I recall, you're not a big fan of pickled foods. Not so much, no. And I mean, that's the thing is like fermented foods are exactly my jam. Yeah. Now, yeah, how about hard pass on that? How about uh, this one's more directly for Pat? You don't like the weird Jello salads. What about ambrosia salad? No, no. not a fan. A no. What? Yeah, oh, with the diced apples and the walnuts and all that. How could yeah. you not love that? See, the my, one... mom actually, my mom actually made it when she was here for Christmas, and I, you know, once again didn't touch it. Don't, don't yeah. care. The one I'm used to is like 75% marshmallows. It's That's like part m- of the problem is I don't care for marshmallows. Ah, yeah. See, marshmallows. Marshmallows is uh, in a s'mores. That's it. Yes, marshmallows, uh, mandarin oranges, mm-hmm. pineapple, uh, maraschino cherries, Walnuts. shredded coconut, shredded coconut, all bound together with like some unholy combination of like Cool Whip and sour cream. Yep, and it just tastes like uh, I imagine like if you took uh, mayonnaise and spread it on styrofoam. Okay, see, Ooh. but the, why why are you going to mayonnaise? We just said Cool Whip or whipped cream. I know, but I'm saying that's what it tastes like. It's like that's what it reminds me of mayonnaise on styrofoam. Hmm, I'd try that. <laughs> It'd have to be. Goes on like this, my jam. I do love mayonnaise. <laughs> And I used to love styrofoam. Hmm. Yeah, I'd try it. I, I got nothing for you, man. <laughs> really see, what, see what ambrosia does? It destroys things. Destroys families. Ambrosia. <laughs> Now, I do believe that if you remove... I Okay, you could probably remove the pineapple. You might be able to get away with the oranges, but you remove the cherries, and ambrosia salad would be ruined. I agree. I can do without the coconut. Sure. But I think myself, the pineapple is the big thing in the ambrosia salad. Love I think the- if you take out all the fruits and the Cool Whip and the sour cream and the nuts and the coconut. And all the salad and just... just, and don't, and even just the bowl, yeah, don't even pull the bowl out of the drawer, and that's the perfect ambrosia salad. So a bag of marshmallows. And you throw those away. <laughs> so yeah, do you have what, right. so what's a dessert salad you like, Pat? Is I mean, is there anything dessert salad? No, that no, 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 yeah, no, I, no, 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 no. It's a hard pass again on that. I okay, guess. how about the mains? If you've got uh, hot dogs, sloppy joes, hamburgers, fried chicken, chicken yeah, what yeah, are you going? I figure Joel's going for fried chicken first. It, it, whether it's wings, uh, whatever, fried chicken, absolutely number one. Slap it on there. Let's go. Chicken tenders, chicken anything, fried, yeah. How about fried, you, fried chicken is a is a definite delicious combination. That is. Uh, is that the first thing you're going for out of those? The main. Um, 
Hmm. You know what? I hardly ever eat hot dogs, so I would probably... Like, I'm never going to make my own hot dog, and I'm never going to go buy one, so I'll probably have a hot dog at a party. Just because huh. it's like, the only time I'm ever going to have one. What do you mean you're, you're never gonna, only going to have a hot dog at a party? I don't. I mean, I don't cook hot dogs for myself. I don't buy them anywhere. I really don't eat hot dogs. You I, bought a you bought a hot dog while you were with me and Mike last year. I know, and that's like the only time I ever do it. Is like, oh, okay. it, like I, at, at Gen Con, you know, I or you know, I don't I don't eat hot dogs on a regular basis. I, I don't I, know why. You, Mike? I don't know why. It's just some. It's just like a food that I never even really think about eating. I eat burgers more than anything. Burgers and pizza. Do are there hot dog places down there? Yeah, there's a place called James Coney Island. Huh. If I ever feel like eating a hot dog, that actually is where I go. But I don't. I, I go maybe once a year. Hmm. Okay. How about That's you, Mike? I forgot the question. The whole "I don't eat hot dogs" <laughs> blew my mind. Uh, like, like if you if you're looking for a main entree to have at a party. Yeah, you're going for like a beef sandwich or. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, to, again, one side of the family Polish, one side's German. So if I'm going for the Polish side, someone has always brought uh, kielbasa. I was going to say, if you're going for the Polish side, some kind of sausage. If I'm going for the German side, some kind of sausage. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Uh, no, my Though I will say my, my my mom's side of the family, kielbasa, somebody brought pierogies, somebody brought, you know, oh, every now and pierogi. then somebody bring uh, gawumki. We oh. fucking love pierogies. We went to school with her, didn't we? <laughs> Christine gawumki? Yeah. Um, so, no, have you, have you had gawumki before? What is it? It's spiced ground beef. Uh, it's uh, beef and spices, ch- diced onions, tomato sauce, and all that mixed together. You pack it up in a ball, wrap it in a cabbage leaf, and then stew it in spiced tomato sauce. And you just cook it all day. Okay. I'd never heard it called by its actual name. Like I'd always seen it as stuffed cabbage rolls. Uh, yeah, I like that. If, it, if Now that you've put it that way, Josh. Yeah, I'm a, I have eaten those. I like those. My and mom made way, something like that back when I was younger. Not a fan. Mike, uh, you introduced me to pierogies. Did I? Yep. Is it when we went to uh, Old Warsaw? It might have been, or you may may have just made them in a hot pot at school. <laughs> or the, took them to the Red Apple. But oh. all I know is uh, those were like life changing. They're so good. Oh yeah, they're pierogies are. I, I think if just everybody in the world would sit down and have a plate of pierogi together. World peace, man. And a nap. Ten, ten, ten pounds later, everybody would be, you know, asleep. Yeah, it's asleep like the ultimate no comfort food. Really? It, is think, a perfect, it is a perfect comfort food, yeah. I think when I arrive at the party, I'm probably going to end up eating a hamburger. But if there are bratwurst, I'll probably get one of those first. Mm, my, see, my grandma on my dad's side would do roast beef. Mm. Roast beef and then like French rolls. Wow, All right, so here's here's a um here here's a here's a, a way back kind of thing. What did what party food did we serve at our parties at the house? Uh, when Whiskey. Jay made those bratwurst, the first time I'd ever had them, like in a big vat with beer and onions, and then finished on the grill. Yeah, oh, yeah I remember yeah, that. Good. Those were good, dude. I must have had like five of them. <laughs> those were like true Sheboygan brats too. Yeah, yeah. He he brought Wisconsin. He represented hardcore. <laughs> He's still representing Wisconsin. Yeah, I have ever since that day. It's like that's the only way. If I'm making bratwurst, then I make them. Then there was the uh, the watermelon soaked with vodka and schnapps. Yeah. I don't know if you can call that a food, but 
we we ate it. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like we had those like little like um, Spanakopita type. Yeah, I don't really remember things. like like spending a whole lot of time cooking any food. So we must have just bought like chips and dip and shit. I think chips and, and it dip. was mostly alcohol anyway. Yeah, because we were mostly focused on the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> or we get a giant ass bag of pizza rolls. Yeah, food was the was the the last thing we worried about. I think it was always well, the. When we lived off of uh, drinks, hash browns and potatoes, I mean, I I don't think food was our number one priority. Both then and now, I can recall there's at least one food that I don't think I ever eat outside of a party. It's not particularly inventive, but you see it often where it's just meatballs in barbecue sauce in a crock pot. Oh, yeah. Now, like I never see it unless it's a big gathering. Now, meatballs, here's here's the secret. You take the mini meatballs, you put them in the crock pot, you pour the barbecue sauce over them, and then you throw in a jar of grape jelly. Damn it, I was going to say that if you didn't. Oh, yeah. It's that is good. A, it's an amazing trick. Yeah. A oh, little grape jelly, it. or and then if you want, just a little bit of Tabasco sauce to give it a little bit of little spice. I never knew about that being a thing until uh, the in-laws made it. And I, I was like, you're putting grape jelly? Wait, what? My father's the one that introduced that to me, actually. It's tasty, though. It's a great trick. It really works out well. Mm-hmm. You guys are making me hungry. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> that, too. So what about, let's say, now we've kind of drifted up into the college years. What about post-college? I know we did events. Uh, Pat, I remember you and I making stuffed mushroom caps for a party once. That sounds like us. That does sound like us. What party do you remember? I think it was when we were living in uh, right off of Chicago. It was at my old place, but it was you know taking the stems off, dicing up the stems, mixing them up yeah. with a little yeah that sort of thing. <clears throat> but yeah, so I mean, I trying to think. Yeah, I can't think of anything like specific. Um, trying to think of like post college feministas or. Yeah, because I don't think I really got into cooking until after I'd moved back home and then into like the, the 11 years I've been with Sarah. Yeah. I think most everything that we, we did was still was focused around the alcohol. We might've ordered pizza or something. Yeah. We never really worried too much about having fine food at our parties. We always worried about the alcohol. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't until I got a little bit older and I started working for, you know, restaurants and caterers and everything. And I started actually focusing a little more on the food at my parties. Yeah. The one party where Pat and I got into the argument about the potatoes, so that was fun. <laughs> then there were, you know, I mean, I, you know, uh, as many times I moved, I had several different housewarming parties and served all kinds of different foods and working for the caterers. You know, you learn how to make all the different uh, shapes and animals and whatever out of all the different vegetables and stuff. So <laughs> I got much fancier with my parties. As wait, I wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's why. Shapes and yes, animals I, with the I different know, food. I know how to do food origami. Yes. Okay, so what if I had a green pepper? Yeah, I could make a palm tree. That's what not an animal, Pat. That's not an animal. I said, I said, I said animals and shapes. I said, oh. A palm tree isn't a shape. It kind of is. Unless you think round. It has, it has mass. Mass has shape. <sighs> it's a shape. I could make like swans out of radishes and you know all that kind of shit. Yeah. Are you a magician? <laughs> no, I'm just gay. <laughs> <laughs> He's a wizard, not a magician. Holy shit. Um, oh, check out the gay guy. Oh, he's not gay. He's just a magician. 
Josh, you've been kind of quiet for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's over there eating deviled eggs. I wish. <laughs> Dude, I, I would have like a dozen right now. Oh my God, I love deviled eggs so much. Uh, my grandmother used to... Did I ever tell you this story about my grandmother making deviled eggs? Have I ever told you guys? Does I it involve, so. does involve yeah. a magician? <laughs> <laughs> it's about my father fucking with me is what it was about and how it ended up. But Anyway, I've already told it, so... I don't know the story. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. You can't just say you've already... Uh, all right, well, I'll give you the truncated version. Um, Josh my, doesn't my speak problems. My grandmother used to... You know, Every single time we would come to visit, uh, she would make deviled eggs because she knew I loved them. And as she started getting older, she you know, her recipe started slipping and she started putting too much vinegar in it. And like the vinegar got, got more and more pronounced every single trip. And it got to the point where I didn't want to eat them anymore. And she finally got to the point where she didn't want to make them anymore. So we had a little talk and I was like, you know, like you don't need to make them anymore for me. I know it's getting difficult for you. And my dad, the next year was all like, no, Patrick was really disappointed. You didn't make them. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so she got her poor little arthritic ass out there, made Aww. me some double eggs. The there had to have been a half a cup of vinegar in this batch or something. I mean, I couldn't even eat them. It was... And he's just sitting in the living room smiling at me as I'm trying to choke him down. <laughs> God damn it, Dad. <laughs> now I'm going to get the vinegar shits. Exactly. Again. Oh, that is, that is there is a fine line on those. Yeah. And she clearly crossed it, but oh, uh, man. bad for her. The poor woman, it was so bad. <laughs> All right. So now uh, we've heard the story. Yes. So uh good for like I said, that's, that's the truncated version. There's more to it, but yeah. I just I just the idea of your dad smiling at you and watching you having to be like, I like yep. th- thank you for the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's fantastic. <clears throat> so all right, so have we talked about the Ven forum enough? I think so, because I, yeah. I definitely think that uh, things are going to change a little bit when we start talking about more modern. Yeah. When I get fancy. You one fancy of those lad. fancy lads. <laughs> <laughs> We are going to talk about party food now. <laughs> and Joel apparently enjoys that. Um, party food! So, Joel, I mean, Joel, but Patrick, you had said <laughs> your recipes chain, have changed. Yes. So now what is your go-to? You're going to go to a party. They said bring a dish. Along with uh, her, what are you going to bring? There's this... Uh, there, there's this uh, andouille sausage stuffed jalapeno and cream cheese dish that I make and occasionally uh, and it's delicious on its own but occasionally to really twist things up I will bread it and deep fry it. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. And it's when when I when I go that extra step and I make a sauce for it. <laughs> you know, How was that? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I don't live closer to you, Pat. I might be like six hundred pounds. <laughs> I I do know how to cook some seriously unhealthy foods. I I can cook healthy foods, but I don't enjoy it as much. So he's like Bartleby. I would prefer not to. <laughs> I don't get that. But okay. Anyone well, you see, he's a scrivener. Well, that explains it. Not really. <laughs> I I don't know where to take this. Well, if I'm not bringing um, 
little smokies because that you know you got to have it every party i do make a pretty decent uh portobello mushroom um uh green bean casserole Ooh, mm. that's pretty tasty and also i, I don't want to don't want to forget about the seafood deviled eggs that i make oh yes because <laughs> that's a thing now yes and they they are fantastic i'll have to make them next time i'm up there wait what, what's your preferred seafood to put in it though Believe it or not, down here, you know, is uh, crawfish. Crawfish I, deviled eggs are. I believe so- it. I was going to say, I choose not to believe it. <laughs> well, successful saving throw. It's a lie. I don't really make those. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crawfish deviled eggs are very good. Shit. <laughs> what about you guys? Michael, <laughs> was that a nerdy enough reference? That was, that was pretty damn nerdy. That was even for us. Thinking about it, like a lot of my dishes that I cook in big bulk, they're difficult to bring to parties because they're either too spicy for a lot of people or contain an ingredient that maybe not everybody likes, like they might have shrimp in them. Hmm. Um, one thing that I'm working on right now uh, is uh, I want to do my own crab rangoons, and I've tried them baked what i really want to get is an air fryer because they're such a pain in the ass to fry just in a pot with oil yeah because they i mean you always end up with either they're either too hard or the inside isn't you know melted enough you know and it's just, right yeah i don't know about i think an air fryers. fryer would be the way to go i'm not very good at, at any kind of asian cuisine at all that's the one thing i've never been able to master so if you could make some good crab rangoon i would i would like to partake in that Huh. Yeah, I've been working on it. Best fried rice I've ever had in my life. Uh, ex-girlfriend of mine's uh, best friend, her husband, is a chef. And he came over one night and cooked a bunch of food. And he made this amazing fried rice. I watched him do it, try to recre- recreate it. Nope, didn't happen. <laughs> that makes some pretty good fried rice. I learned how to make it on accident, but it tastes good. <laughs> I was trying to make pancakes. <laughs> no, it was waffles. I don't even remember taking the rice out of the cabinet. <laughs> he, he blacks out three hours later. He's got a big bowl of fried rice. Like, what happened? <laughs> I don't understand any of this. I, I do remember one dish I brought to a party that, like, everyone who dared to try it thought it was awesome, but a lot of people were like, no, I can't do it, with ceviche. Ooh. Oh, yeah. The, done well, it's delicious. Done badly, it's... Uh, of uh, ER trip. <laughs> well, and people are just like, wait a minute. So this is raw fish in in lime juice. It's like, yeah, but it's cooked by the lime juice. Yeah. Enzymatically, it is cooked, but people always think you can only cook with heat. Right. Yeah. And I'll do it with scallops and some red onion. Ooh. A little bit of cilantro. Yeah, I, I, ceviche is really good. Well, I was good. My big thing recently has been the uh, bread pudding. Mm. Yeah, I do a slow cooker bread pudding with a uh, either a bourbon or rum sauce, depending on what I have laying around. And I'll get, um, uh, what is that bread called? Brioche? Brioche, yeah. Yes. Tear up some brioche, mix it together, make the custard, pour that with uh, walnuts all over the top of in, uh, the bread inside of a, um, a slow cooker. Let it go for a couple a couple hours. Put that together, and then I while that while that's cooking, I 
heat up the uh, bourbon sauce with um, a full stick of butter, brown sugar, a little bit of vanilla, and then usually too much bourbon or uh, rum. <laughs> nice. <laughs> a heavy hand with the bourbon. Yeah, because I remember the first time I did that, like two tablespoons of rum. I'm like, that doesn't sound nearly enough. <laughs> they don't know who they're dealing with. Yes. This is like your 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 weekend binging is my uh <laughs> it's my Monday. <laughs> yeah. If you would drink with that, me, that's alcohol. Yeah, your your binging is my hair of the dog. Mm-hmm. So uh I would make that and then heat that up and then the hardest thing is about bring is I usually will bring the um the sauce ingredients separately to the party because it's just too much of a pain in the ass to try and keep the sauce warm enough. So it doesn't like separate and uh, get grainy, you know what I mean? Where like when you have yeah. the the brown sugar sauce and kind of crystallizes a bit, and then you got to heat yep. it up, and then it loses just a little bit more consistency. But that's been my go-to for desserts recently. Um, before that, it was um, sweet potato pie. Nice. Yeah, I'm a big fan of making desserts. So that's that's tricky though, man. It's easier to 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 cook than it is to bake or in for my sure absolutely because baking sometimes uh, relies on chemical reactions where you can't mess with them too much or it won't set up. Yeah, well, like so, I always I always define it as you know I mean baking is a science and cooking is an art. It's kind of the standard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good way of looking at it. And that's the truth. Well, and now recently, I mean, you know that uh, Sophie's been into baking and she's getting like all baking equipment for her birthdays now, but her go-to recently has been cheesecake. Nice. Yeah. And I, Um, has has she tried, uh, tell her if she hasn't tried it, get a a tub of, uh, or not a tub, a tube (laughs) of uh, cookie dough and use that as the crust, like press it out into a thing and then bake it and then put the cheesecake on top of that. That sounds good. Um, What she, she's been doing the, uh, like starting, she's only made like three of them. And so she does the graham cracker crust where she's breaking up the graham crackers. You know, she doesn't buy them crumbled up or anything. She smashes them up herself. Uh, and but my my big bragging on this is every time she has done it, she has made it with no cracks in the nice. in the top of it. So and her secret on that is she takes a plate, puts a plate wrapped in a dish towel, a kitchen towel, and puts that on the top. So when the it chills all the condensation gets absorbed into the uh into oh, the uh, towel that's clever yeah so yeah. it doesn't crack open the top it's real clever yeah plus you have a delicious towel when you're done mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i love sucking on the cheese towel <laughs> Yikes. that was our motto in college <laughs> now thanks to our barbecue show one of our food shows from it's got to be what two summers ago now oh my god uh, I've gotten into making barbecue, but the problem for that with a party, as we found out at my 40th, is like you have to just basically stick to grilling burgers and dogs because you can't keep up with uh, a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. This summer, I plan on getting a cabinet smoker. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I no, love... I, I'm just laughing because I beat you to it because I just um, – we started – doing a steak night at work again and i decided i wanted to just buy my own grill and i looked on craigslist and then i found a guy selling a nice grill for 250 bucks and i talked him out of his uh, cabinet smoker while i was there for another so i got a smoker and a grill for 300 dollars. nice nice yeah i haven't used it yet but i'm looking forward to it 
I mean, I'm just looking for something pretty basic, like an electric smoker, but it something a where you can do... one, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I won't have the hookups for that, I, but it's fine. Like I just want to have something that I can set out on the deck and like, let's do three dozen burgers or let's do six chickens, two now entire turkeys. <laughs> and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward well, to you, that. You can do that if you have a vertical smoker. You can put a partridge and a pear tree in there. Mm, smoked pear tree. <laughs> so, Joel, what about you, man? What about me? What's your go-to? I already talked about this. You did? Yeah. 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 Portobello. Oh, oh that's right. right. You, you have to expand on that. You can't just be like, hey, Portobello. That, that, that did sound really good, though. It did. Oh. What do you do? Yeah, well, you get fresh uh, French cut green beans and uh, a whole portobello mushroom mm-hmm. um, chopped it up into fairly small pieces. Um, you get your, your uh, soup mix. The, what is it? Um, the pouch? No, no, no. Like the cream soups pouch. Well, yeah. Like the, you know, like, like the dry pouch, like the flavored. Oh, okay. I was, I don't know. A, a, yeah, a pouch of soup. soup. Pouch. No, like the, no, like the, like the cream <laughs> of mushroom um, soup. Um, okay. And then I, I like to use um it comes in French, bags, French yeah. onions in there too, like the you know, like you put on top of um okay. casseroles and things. I to love give it a little, little salt and a little uh a little crunch on top and what? bake it. And there's something else in there, but I don't the recipe's in the cabinet, but huh. I've only made it a couple of times, but it's getting better. Stupid little piece of trivia. Cremini mushrooms are just baby portobellos. <gasps> I've been lied to. Yep. <laughs> like if you let a cremini grow, it becomes a portobello. I just I like love, to say cremini uh, apparently. Hmm? I just like to say cremini now apparently. <laughs> cremini. But I love mushrooms like in just about everything, and like a good old mushroom-based appetizer is like caps or whatever. Mm, so good. Mushroom caps, stuffed mushroom caps, always good. So oh, now, is there something that if you go to a party, you you won't touch? Now, Josh, we know it's olives. Always olives. Why did it have to be olives? <laughs> <laughs> that brings a whole new version to that scene. <laughs> olives. Why did it have to be olives? Black. <laughs> very dangerous. You go first. It's <laughs> <laughs> trying to think, because I've been to a lot of parties with food recently, and, and we have potlucks at work sometimes, so I'm trying to think what we have there that kind of qualifies. <laughs> Hmm. Um, I, I absolutely love finger foods, appetizers, all that kind of stuff. Like, um, I love tapas type dining. So it, it's hard to say that there's really anything that I'd avoid at a party. I'll try just about anything. I mean, um, I'll still stay away from like the desserty type stuff. Like the, uh, if it looks like, you know, it's pudding or custardy type things like that. I will only try sushi in the first hour of a party. <laughs> That's fair. Yep. There was an event where I went to for, what was it, Career Builder, last summer, right off the Chicago River, and they were like, oh, we're going to have a dinner for everybody out on the river, we're going to have the outside thing and all that, and they had a buffet of sushi in July in Chicago. With the the smell of the river. With with the Chicago yeah with the Chicago River <laughs> right next door to you you got the the sushi and I will tell you nobody touched that shit 
Yeah, I can't imagine it. Was it on ice at least? Yeah, it was on ice, but nobody was risking it. <laughs> they, no, like, they just put it on on like lukewarm silver trays. Yeah, <laughs> it was over Sterno. I don't understand any of that. Now, on the good side of things, the um the well the well alcohols at the bars was like Johnny Walker Black and Grey Goose. So damn, that's not a well. Right. I, you know what? When I came over, I'm like, is this, you know, this is a specialty stuff. What do you got for the well? You know, and she's like, the, the woman that was bartending is like, no, that is the well. They really want you to buy shit. Yeah, <laughs> so, I've worked some weddings like that. <laughs> like, uh, the, the standard pour champagne is Dom Perignon. Okay. <laughs> we worked one wedding once. It was uh, the, the daughter of, uh, of Richard Daly. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we went through I think 320 bottles of Dom. Jesus, that's insane. And only 300 of those were Pat. <laughs> now, if the sushi didn't have fish in it, then I, I, you know, like if it's just vegetables. No, man. Even if it's California rolls and it's sitting out there, I'm not touching it. I don't know, but I, uh, I'd still probably stay away. But I'm just saying. I might risk it, but I've been known to eat mall sushi. So. Uh, yeah. I, I ate an egg McMuffin the day after it was sitting in a car all night. That's not sushi, oh. dude. That may okay. You know what? I'll take that back. That may be sushi in Rockford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what's called a Rockford sushi. Rockford sushi. That was in Pennsylvania, though. Well, anyway. now you screwed you the whole Rockford story up. Yeah, why I, would you? You don't have to. Ch- let's not go down this road. <laughs> we'll just leave it at and move on. <laughs> So, Mike, is there something you're? Oh, you already said the sushi you wouldn't touch. Yeah, I wouldn't. I will. I won't. I won't touch sushi. I mean, at at, at party events, people will bring sushi, and no, not touching it. At family events, you know, I the thing is, we have so many family events right now. Everyone pretty much falls into their niche of whatever it is that they make. Okay, what what is your feeling if you're at a a party and there's just like a giant bowl of Chex Mix? With like, it's no no scoop, no nothing, and everybody's been j- digging their hands in there. That never is happens. There... It. Hmm? That never happens. How does that never happen? I've been to parties like that. It's well, not going to be like a cup you can use to dip it out or anything. No. Would well, you go in there? I would. I, yeah, I probably would. Yeah, probably. Check. It's not like check. I'm not that much of a germaphobe. Check's next isn't like super moist, so. Well, it is if you're doing it right. <laughs> So if it's a big bowl of sushi. <laughs> yeah, we I'm always have the Chex in. Mix with little cups <laughs> next to it. You get a little scoop of the Chex Mix, you know. I'm putting my whole face in there. <laughs> my, solution the just, potatoes. Yeah, my solution is just my solution is just to take the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad move. Yeah, so my, like like what I was saying with my with my family everybody falls into the, you know, this is what I bring. Everybody knows what's gonna, you know, who's gonna show up there. We have the new, the newlyweds that are just like, oh hey, we're gonna bring something crazy, and it's like, what? you know, what did they bring to the last party? Uh what did he bring for the last party? Elk penis, McDonald's. That was exactly it. Ah, uh, Mick Elk penis. <laughs> <laughs> he brought a bag full of elk penis. Um, I don't even know where I'm going with this at this point. <laughs> like, and we're all just letting you twist. Yeah, I just looked up and like, where the hell am I? <laughs> Did I just have a stroke? <laughs> so 
So worst food right now, Pat. Worst food worst that food? you've seen at a party recently. Ooh. I don't go to parties anymore, so um <laughs> worst uh-huh. food I saw at a party recently. Um <laughs> are you are you guys familiar with um it's called Boudin? I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. Boudin is a type of uh, Cajun sausage that is stuffed with uh, rice, among other you know spices and meats. And I was at a party, and the guy had um, Boudin stuffed pigs in a blanket, and it was just it was like a little miniature Boudin wrapped in in pastry, and it was just it was just too contextually not context too textual. Uh, the textures were off, were way off. Like the rice and the and the meat, along with the, it just didn't work. So yeah, that was probably the worst thing recently. Boudin kolaches. Huh. Need some yeah. uh, ointment to clear that up. It sounds like. <laughs> Boudin kolaches. Yeah. Sounds kind of crazy. Yeah, I haven't been to a party in a while, so. See, we do most mostly family parties. I mean, there hasn't been anything. Like, super gross. But at the same time, I'll eat anything at least Except once. Elk penis. <laughs> elk, well, I mean, I don't know. How do you, How are you? Well, he's not actually eating it. <laughs> you know, it's going to the back of the throat, but not all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here. Again. If I had a nickel for every time I was accused of blowing an elk. <laughs> I You'd again, blow a lot more elks, that's for sure. I know, right? Seriously, I can make some Supplement good money. Income. How could he possibly blow any more? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I don't know. I don't know how to close this out. <laughs> had to search. We have another mouth implanted. One of the things that's kind of interesting is we have a lot. Like you guys have all seen my place. We're set up to entertain. Yeah. Yes. And we frequently will have people over for gaming or for a barbecue or whatever. And sometimes we'll get weird stuff that somehow works. Uh, usually if we're at gaming and uh, people are kind of noncommittal about what they're bringing, everyone will bring two extra dishes afraid that there's not going to be enough. <laughs> so we'll end up being able to feed like 50 when there are eight of us. <laughs> but there was a salad that was like avocado and grapes and all this other stuff, and it looked disgusting, and I put some on my plate, and it was amazing. It was like, how did this work? Avocado and grape. I remember avocado and grapes, and I think it was bound together with, like, cream cheese and sour cream, and there was some sort of crunchy element in there as well, and it was just like, all of this stuff should not be food that goes in one bowl, but I tried one of it, and I went back for seconds. Was was the crunchy part Skittles? No. <laughs> Were there what? olives in there? Definitely not olives. Yeah, that does not. That seem... sounds almost like a like a like a Puerto Rican dish because the, the um when I dated this Puerto Rican girl, she used to always make a bunch of traditional dishes, and you know especially if I'd go to her house and her mother would cook, you know and. Puerto Rico is an island that is like, you know, ha- has so many different cultures, you know, influencing it that its food is just this mishmash of everything. And there was this one dish I remember it had like uh, cooked spaghetti noodles with olive oil and full green olives and plantains 
and um, yeah, well, there was one other like really strange ingredient. Um, so far, none of that is all that strange. Like almonds, I think was the other one. Yeah, huh. and it was just the whole thing like all together. It was just a very strange, but kind of worked mixture. So kind of like that. So that yeah, sounds I, like a Puerto Rican. I'm, I'm just blown out, blown out of the water that Skittles are from Puerto Rico. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who knew? I think some people just instinctively understand what sort of elements go like, okay, this is what this is going to bring. If I put it into a dish and these other things, even if they don't look like they should go with that ingredient, it's going to be fine because this is crunchy and sweet. Okay. This is fresh. This has acid. I'm actually pretty creamy. That. When, when I built my whole menu for the food truck, I, I did it in one night just without even trying any of it. Just by knowing what goes well together. Huh. Yeah. But, I mean, I didn't do anything like crazy outside the box, so it wasn't that difficult. So, <laughs> well, there's all those. I mean, the the the, the crazy out of the boxing is like those um, old school Jello recipes back from the 50s. Man, those right. Those yeah, are. Like, like, this is this is orange Jello with GI Joe figurines. <laughs> okay, I that's a little further down the line than I was expecting <laughs> on that one, but. Let's go I do th- think that watching Chopped has made uh, preparing for gatherings very unique and unusual. Because there's definitely times after like marathoning Food Network where it's just like, okay, I got to put something together with some of these ingredients. These sound awesome. <laughs> yeah. Where's my I mean, that, that show really can help you learn about flavor combinations. Because they talk a lot about it when they're judging. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like uh, the restrictions they're under creatively, and it's like, okay, this is what they did to make this work. So what's the weirdest food you've ever seen? I may have to go back to avocado and grape salad. Well, I'm okay. Okay, <laughs> okay. that's, that's going to be the trump card right there is avocado and grape salad. I'm trying to think of some of the stranger stuff that we've had for parties. I, huh. I don't necessarily know if this is considered a party food, quote-unquote, but... Um, Strangest thing I've ever seen somebody eat. Uh, my grandfather used to eat literal raw hamburger meat on saltine crackers. Huh. You know, if it's high quality, like I've had hakapater. It was uh, it was not high quality. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, at a German restaurant, I'll have hakapater, which is high quality ground hamburger with like a raw egg in the middle and like capers and mustard. And- yeah. And I've, I've had and enjoyed carpaccio on plenty of occasions. And I used to eat – I have eaten the, the raw hamburger with my grandfather on a couple occasions. But it wasn't like I was you know, chowing it down. I would try it every now and then with him. You know, but that was – that and calves' brains were like two of his big – So is he just sitting down with like a meatloaf mix and a fork? <laughs> <laughs> Not, no, he would literally just like take the raw hamburger mix that you would buy at the grocery store, pop the, the, the cellophane off, and just sit down with some – some saltines and just he'd pinch off with his fingers some ground beef and put it on the cracker and just eat it. Huh. Yeah. I'm going to say you win. <laughs> not brown straga. Huh. Yeah. But like I said, I don't that's not necessarily a party food, but that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen somebody eat. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna rush out and try that tomorrow. I actually am. <laughs> He's like, because I'm trying it right now. <laughs> I just happen, so happen to, to have <laughs> you happen to have some ground beef. No, I have ground turkey. I'm not doing that. Because raw poultry is so much better. No, it's um, worse. That's why he's definitely not doing it. Right. Got to get that medium rare chicken. 
<laughs> Gotta eat healthy. That'll clean me out. Oi. I, I, the, the pinching the ground beef on crackers just kind of blew my brain out of it. <laughs> well, to change gears then, you know, if, if there's a party now, like, like I mentioned that we have a lot of potlucks at work, um, again, if there's, if there's fried chicken or some sort of, uh, fried food, that's always the, the first thing I'm going to go for, which is not a, a, an uncommon thing. Well, I mean, you can fry just about anything and it makes it, Delicious. Tasty. You could you could just about fry a tennis shoe and it would be edible. GI Joe figures, right? Yeah. Fry, fry up your Jello. Fried ambrosia salad. Oh, okay. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd eat that. I'd, I'd try it at least. Well, I mean, try everything at least once. I bet you it's at the Texas State Fair. <laughs> I've eaten all the other fried desserts. Why not? I'll try it. I guess. One so, f- what's your go-to now then? Like your favorite? Or did it? That's that changed. No, I, I think if 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 like I was trying to take something to a party to to impress people, it would it would probably be probably be probably probably be those jalapenos I was talking about. Huh. One of the things that's been popping up at our family gatherings recently has been um, baked potato bars. What's that? It's, yes, I need to oh. know. It's just like a baked potato with they have a bunch of it's like, like it's like wi- like Wendy's used to have a baked potato. Yeah, it's like this, <laughs> this yeah, this last couple of times we've had parties there's been like the you know the big roaster full of baked potatoes, cheese, bacon bits, you know, sour cream and all that like Wendy's old uh, bedroom. Yeah. You've crushed my dreams. I was imagining something like a hybrid of a lemon bar and a baked potato. And I was getting <laughs> really excited. Yeah, I was imagining like they took mashed potatoes and they put a bunch of stuff in it. Put it on a tray, chilled it, cut it, and then like deep fried it. Yeah, Josh is imagining like a potato-based cliff bar. Exactly. We went to Wendy's a couple weeks ago, and I was talking to the guy behind the counter. And I was like, why don't you guys ever bring back the baked potato bar? And he's like, what? Like a baked potato bar, man. It's like there was like a whole like salad bar full of toppings for baked potatoes, and you'd order a potato. You'd give me a huge-ass potato. I'd just load it up with cheese and broccoli and shit. And he was – it blew his mind. Yeah. He's like, and he's like, uh, how long ago is that? And you realized it was five years before he was born. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that wasn't that was like a couple years ago, man. That was like nineteen ninety-three, dude. Um, no, I was but closure on that anecdote. Wendy's, get on that shit. I want a baked potato bar back again. But no, we're doing it for family gatherings. No, with a big old roast uh roaster full of potatoes. Grab one and then and they do uh sweet potatoes and regular potatoes too, so that's a really good idea for for any kind of party, though, because just have everybody bring toppings and then just provide the potatoes or whatever. Oh, that should be our first gathering, a baked potato party. That's a good idea. I'm going to figure out how to make the baked potato bar that I was imagining. <laughs> <laughs> My father was killed by a baked potato bar. Is this baked potato and lemon curd? Yes. No, no, it's the st- it'd be flat and you you'd have it like... <laughs> Go to McDonald's and order a hash brown, Josh. No, no. See, you're not seeing what I'm seeing. <laughs> I, it's what I described, kind of. I think where you take like a big. You have this square that is like potato on the bottom and toppings. Yeah, like or you take like I said, mashed potatoes, like a thick mashed potato. Basically, okay, so it's like a pizza with a potato crust. No, what? and you mix a bunch of things into it. You chill it in a flat pan. You cut it into like bars and then you'd like deep fry it that is not a recipe you put a bunch of stuff together 
That's no. Not... <laughs> you take a big <laughs> thing how recipes work. of mashed potatoes. You put bacon in there, cheese, whatever other things you want. Yeah, all but... the rest of the fucking owl. Yeah, but you were not. <laughs> See, and I'm almost imagining it would be like a baked potato meets seven layer dip, only wa- slightly warm, not too hot. See, yeah. in in my oh, wait, mind, so you're imagining this is this is like stiff, or is it is it rigid, or does it does it like have to be on a plate? Uh, it would probably have to be on a plate. Crispy on the outside, soft in the middle. See, in my mind, you're handing me a potato full of ambrosia salad. I mean, that's... <laughs> Your baked potato toppings are very different from mine. <laughs> Put some Skittles on that shit. <laughs> and some jelly beans, raw. How else do you have <laughs> jelly what the, How do you make your jelly beans? It's in Texas, you cook them up with some barbecue sauce and... You bake them. Put them in your queso. <laughs> oh, God. oh my God! I think we've reached that point. Oh. All right. So, party foods, baked potato bars, <laughs> and queso. I got, I got, I got nothing for that right now. I mean, seriously. Queso on a potato. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. Mm. Nacho potato. Well, then whose potato is it? What? He says nacho potato. Don't you tell me whose potato it is, huh? I'm nacho, your potato. Oh, we have derailed. <laughs> a little bit. So I, I want to give like a thumbs up, thumbs down on this sort of thing, but I mean, I I don't know how to close this out. Thumbs, thumbs up down. on raw, raw hamburger meat on crackers. Thumbs up. Thumbs down on olives. Thumbs up on baked potato bars. <laughs> <laughs> give me two fingers of potato. <laughs> Club sandwiches. I'm for them. <laughs> Joel? Club seals? I'm against it. <laughs> Whatever it is. Fried chicken, thumbs up. Any sort of pudding-based dessert, thumbs down. <laughs> I don't know why the phrase pudding-based dessert is so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like dirt cake? I, I, I Maybe? I would like to trade all of your olives... Or as much pudding as you would send this way. <laughs> you can have all the pudding you want, sir. I think we've got a pudding olive trade thing going here. How many uh, olives? Unfortunately, if you bring too much pudding, it ends up on a bench at Gen Con. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, never. What happened, what happened to burgers? <laughs> he was abandoned on a bench at Gen Con. Oh, we left a we left Never a, leave a man behind, Josh. Dude, we, we took his mustache and his hat, so he wasn't a man anymore. <laughs> it was just a three-pound can of pudding. Oh, Burgers McMuffin. Uh, it's good to know that we left a three-pound can, pound can of chocolate pudding at Gen Con. Somebody probably ate it. Yeah, it found a good home in the toilet. All right, so are, are, are we to... Next week, what do we got on tap for next week, gentlemen? <laughs> Fargo, eh? Yeah, oh. we're gonna take a look at the classic uh, movie from the Coen Brothers, which we've talked about in our Coen Brothers show, mm-hmm. and relook at the uh, popular new series. Now, so. this should be interesting because I have seen neither of them. Oh, oh wow. wow! Wow! I have not seen Fargo. I have not seen the TV show, so this should be an interesting uh, viewing for me. So if you have any input, maybe you've got a classic family recipe. Maybe you're one of our international listeners, and there is something that is always at family gatherings that is something we might – it might blow our minds. Maybe you have baked potato bars. 
elk penis. Let us know about it. Give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Deep-fried kangaroo wang. It's a delicacy, mate. <laughs> Boy. Boy. Oh, so looking for our older stuff? You want more of this crap? iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, and NoonFM.com. And if you're out there, hey, head over to iTunes. Give us a review. Those are always nice. Sweet. We missed the part that Mike uh, Mike forgot that I gave out the number already and gave it again. I'm just Did glad I... we're skipping that this week. Oh, my God. For a second, I thought I gave the number out. No, no. It's becoming a tradition. I'm just messing with you. Good job, pig. Good job. But, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah. Want any recipes? Send us some recipes. Send us a video of you cooking baked potato bars. Oh, jeez. I would love to see that. Uh, some of them. Some of them. Take us out, Joel. Good job, Joel. Yeah, that's why we keep you around, man. (laughs) Oh, I was muted. back we were just talking <laughs> about the tattoos and the tramp stamp oh yeah that's right okay sorry <laughs> so are you back answer the question <laughs> no oh man <laughs>